The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, where spirituality and recovery meet with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. Now, here's your host, Reverend Anna Schaus. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth in recovery. My name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your host, and I want to thank all of you for listening with us today. I'm very glad that you have joined us, and also thank you so much for liking us on Facebook on the Spirit of Recovery page, and for commenting, and thank you also for sending in emails and letting me uh, know what's happening for you and your spirituality and recovery journey. Um, thank you also for letting your friends and your family and your uh, recovery community, your unity community, your other spiritual communities know about us here on Spirit of Recovery. And um, it's great. It's wonderful to um, hear you spreading the word and to seeing uh, new listeners being introduced to what we're doing here. We, it's great to be broadcasting on the topic of recovery here on unityonlineradio.org and I'm really glad to hear that what we're doing is making a difference, that it's touching your heart and opening your mind and giving you some new ideas um, about recovery and how to deepen that and broaden it. You know that you can listen to us in a variety of ways. You can um, listen live via your computer, via your smart device. You can listen on demand. We've got lots of great archives. Go to www.unityonlineradio.org slash program slash spirit of recovery. I want you to know that Spirit of Recovery is a welcoming place. If you're a person in recovery from any kind of an addiction or if you're the family member or friend of someone that has a disease of addiction, perhaps you're in your own recovery as a family member or friend, or perhaps not, perhaps your loved one is or isn't in recovery, whatever. We're glad that you're here. You're welcome to participate, to send in an email or call in with a question or a comment for my guest. And we're just glad you're here. Perhaps you're someone that's uh, simply curious, looking for information about the recovery process. We're very glad you're here. Uh, Recovery and spirituality go hand in hand, and the kind of information and the outlook and the perspective are useful for anyone. So, again, we're glad you're here, and you're welcome to participate in our discussions. Again, my name is Anna Schaus, and I'm your Spirit of Recovery host. I'm a unity minister and also an addictions counselor. I'm also a person who has in my own circle of love and friendship many people with the disease of addiction. And this month of May, 34 years ago, those relationships were catalysts that got me started on an active path of personal growth and spiritual development and uh, keep my walk and integration of the unity and recovery principles. And that walk transforms my life and keeps me growing in deeper and uh, greater ways. So I am grateful. I'm delighted to have the opportunity to share these ideas with you and to hear what you're experiencing on your spirituality and recovery walk. I want you to know that if you like what's happening here on Spirit of Recovery and perhaps also on the other great programs on Unity Online Radio, you can financially support what's happening. You can make a one-time gift or a recurring financial contribution. Simply text UNITY RADIO to 72727 from your smartphone, and that does make a difference. It helps keep uh, Spirit of Recovery and the other great programs on the air. So, again, glad you joined us today. Our topic is Shatterproof, Ending the Stigma of Addiction. 
You know, uh, the disease of addiction really is just that. It's a disease. And uh, there's more and more great research that's being done all the time that's understanding that. It's a, it's a confluence of um, the, how the brain works, genetics, stress, um, context, opportunity to use, age at first use, a lot of different things um, that go into it that uh, kind of creates what's going to happen and, and how what individuals are going to be the ones that get this disease and suffer with it. And we know that the whole family um, suffers with it because it, it affects everybody around them. So there's a lot of great research that's happening right now, a lot of great work that's being done in recovery, building on the successes of the past. There's a developing recovery advocacy movement, and uh, that movement is lots of different aspects, lots of different people, lots of different organizations, lots of different individuals that are working in their own ways and, and in coordination, making strides in bringing addiction out of the shadows, reducing the stigma, and encouraging effective prevention and treatment, and in community and family support resources. So today we're going to hear about one of those organizations that's a part of this uh, emerging advocacy movement. It's a fascinating uh, organization called Shatterproof. And my guest is Holly Jesperson. She's the communications manager for Shatterproof. And uh, Shatterproof is a national organization that is committed to the goals of reducing the stigma and creating resources and advocating uh, for treatment and uh, recovery resources. And Holly's going to be sharing with us today the power of moving from shattered by addiction to shatterproof. Um, Holly is the communications manager for Shatterproof. She is, uh, has a professional background in the communications field, and she has worked for Shatterproof uh, since its launch in September of 2013. So uh, she's going to be sharing with us um, today how it works, what Shatterproof's doing, what strides they're making. And she's also going to be uh, sharing with us a, about a very interesting project that they have called the Shatterproof Challenge. And that, that really got my attention a couple of weeks ago when I was attending a conference and, and I saw some stuff about the Shatterproof Challenge. So she'll uh, talk with us about that. So Holly, welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes. I'm really glad, glad you did. Yeah. Talk to you. Yes. Good to talk with you. So... Um, let's start out a little bit, if you would, Holly, and tell us how Shatterproof got started. Certainly. So, um, Gary Mandel, who is the founder and CEO of Shatterproof, um, unfortunately lost his son, Brian Mandel, to the disease of addiction in October of 2011. And he was... Um, very successful uh, businessman in the hotel industry and decided that he um, wanted to do something to help prevent others from going through what he was going through in the loss of a child. And he felt that there was really a need for a national umbrella organization to um, really support and do advocacy work and work on ending the stigma and all of those things protect our children from addiction to alcohol or other drugs and really end the stigma and suffering of those affected by this disease. So he ended up leaving the hotel industry. Um, he uh, spent a year researching, meeting with uh, professionals in the field of addiction and learning all that he possibly could to then go ahead and be in a position to launch Shatterproof. And he ended up launching it in September of 2013 is when the website launched. It officially launched in 2012. Um, and he was a guest of the um, Clinton Global, Global Initiative and spoke at their Health Matters Conference and um, gave a presentation there to introduce Shadowproof. Um, mm -hmm. And he has been going, um, you know, has really been leading the charge ever since and has, has left the hotel industry to focus full-time on Shatterproof. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing um, organization. And, and uh, looking at the website, the goals are uh, very powerful, and, the, um, and there's been a lot of progress made toward those. Could you share with us some about the, the actual uh, 
particular goals or some of the things that sure, are called the pillars and, and so forth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the child ultimate goal is, is to end addiction. Obviously, that is not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have set out to, over the next 20 years, focus on three specific measurable goals. Um, one is to reduce by 50% the number of Americans addicted to alcohol or other drugs. Currently, there's 22 million as of um, the statistics in 2013. Um, number two is to reduce by 50% the number of Americans who die from alcohol or, and other drugs. And currently, that number is 135,000 per year, 370 people per day. So, um, you know, it, it's a staggering number. And the third goal is to reduce by 50% the societal costs alcohol and other drugs um, are to our country. And that is estimated at excess of $415 billion per year. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I think that uh, as a, people just sort of walking around don't always realize the incredible costs um, of addiction, and um, and certainly uh, we're a culture that uh, many people enjoy, um, you know, utilizing alcohol as a, a social uh, occasion and or using it in social occasions, and we call a social uh, drinker or that type of thing. Could you draw some distinction for us, Holly, between um, you know what our society commonly thinks of as okay, you know, uh, social use of um, legal substances or uh, we won't even talk about those that are not uh, legal, but um, and what addiction is? How what what's the line there? Sometimes I think that confuses people and it becomes part of the denial and the stigma. Absolutely. So um, I can only speak of this from my own experience. You know, I'm not a I'm not a medical professional, but I I feel that you're, you're right. I mean, so much of our society is based around alcohol, and it seems that. Our children are given the message that um, you can't have fun without alcohol, and it's it's a part of you know it's a part of every everything in all aspects of life. It's, I, I see it everywhere. You know, people constantly um, you know bring in in alcohol, and and so it is hard for people to understand and make the distinction, and it does lead to the denial of things. I think, um, from my understanding, you know. Someone with addiction is um, is really um, when you're when there is no off switch, you know, when it's when when it's more than just you know social drinking. Um, it's really when there is no no off switch, um, mm-hmm. and you probably can speak to this more than than me. But I feel you. That's a really good point about our society and 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 how it is. Um, and so what are these messages we're giving to our kids and the future of our country? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was an interesting article, and I won't get off too far on this, but um, in the Atlantic Monthly, I think last month, where a person was really uh, strongly... Yeah. You've read that, the, the article, the Glazer article? Yes, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. let me... I'll yeah. ask you something about it, and, and, and then you tell me anything, any other thoughts that you have. But um, okay. it, it seemed to me, basically, that the, pers- the author was critiquing what was going on um, a long time ago, and not, not and certainly some of it's valid, but, but not really up to date. But one thing regarding what we're saying now that was interesting is that um, she was saying, basically, that abstinence-based treatment was... Um, I'm not quoting directly, but basically that what a sad thing that was because that meant you couldn't drink at all for the rest of your life. <laughs> Some, and somebody wrote in and said, well, what's so bad about that? <laughs> right, so, right. So anyway, pointed out that, that idea that that culturally some people would see that as a horrible punishment, you know, that, oh, my goodness, you can't ever drink right. again, you know, which for people inside recovery, I think, do kind of laugh about that. It's like. <laughs> well, who cares? Absolutely, I mean, it was absolutely, odd. and I and I do have to say that um, you know, obviously I'm on um, your show to talk about shatterproof, but I am a person sure. in recovery, and so um, I, you know, I definitely have my own opinions about about the article, um, and 
you know, I just I thought it, the one thing, the good thing I thought about it was it really got people talking, and and uh-huh. that is one of the main goals of Shatterproof is is to really get the conversation going and to end the stigma so that um, people aren't ashamed to say that they're in recovery. I mean, I think being in recovery is an awesome thing, and I think that um, unfortunately, it's it's more people um, would would be willing to say that they're in recovery and be more open about it if they if there were not if there was not the stigma that is faced. And um, obviously I have many friends that are in recovery and they don't share about it and I understand where they're coming from because they are, you know, moms and they have families and it's they feel, you know, they feel that they don't want to um, have their children judged and, and I think our whole society really needs to change so that so that we can, you know, be free of this and work towards having a more positive environment for people who are in recovery and, and have people be able to be open about it and um, and share about it and have it be part of a conversation and not something people are ashamed to talk about. Right. Yeah, good point. I'm going to ask you to, uh, uh, maybe an unanswerable question, but but from the point of, of Shatterproof and, and your vision of the future and, and obviously, you know, some wonderful goals there as you were just speaking, what would the, what would the world look like if if the stigma, if addiction was um, seen to really be the disease that it is and um, the stigma was gone and what would it, what would the world be like? What would it be like? I think it would be a place where people would um, not be, um, uh, number one, that where people would be getting evidence-based treatment, where there mm-hmm. would be ample resources, where people would not be turned away. You know, I, I know you've heard this before, but, you know, if you go to the, the hospital and you're, you're a, you know, you have a, you're a diabetic and you, and you need, you know, medical attention, they're not going to turn you away. Or, you know, uh, any other disease where people have relapses in their disease, they're not told, like, you know, you are you're, have a character flaw, that's a moral failing, you're, you're not going to get help again. You know, they, they receive the medical treatment that they deserve. And um, I think that's a big thing is for, um, for, for people to have access to good quality care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one big thing. And the other thing is just to, to really not be ashamed. I mean, I can even say, and I'm in this industry, and, and, you know, I sometimes feel like it's not like I shout it from the rooftop that I'm in recovery because it's still something that you don't really want to, you know, draw attention to or, you know, really sometimes call out. And it just depends on, you know, that the social setting that I'm in um, or the people that I'm with. I'm very fortunate to have a very, obviously, you know, I don't have to hide anything at work and it's, it's I'm very open about everything. But for many people, you know, it's like they have two lives. They have their life in their program of recovery with their with their friends and family who know, their small circle who knows, and then they have the outside world. And I personally feel like it's really hard to live a double life. I mean, that's what we're trying to get away from. When we were in, a, in an active, active in addiction, we were living, you know, this secret dark life of addiction. And now we're free from it, and we have to still hide in the shadows. So I think a world where that didn't exist would be an incredible place. That sounds great. We'll talk some more about that after our break. It's time for our break, and um, we're having a great conversation here about organization Shatterproof. It is a part of of this very loose, uh, wonderful movement that's happening right now called the um, Recovery Advocacy Movement. It's a grassroots movement um, where lots of organizations and individuals are participating in just what Holly and I have been discussing. And um, and go to Shatterproof.org and learn more about what they're doing. We're going to take a break, and I'll be back after the break to continue our conversation with my guest, Holly Jesperson, about Shatterproof, Ending the Stigma of Addiction. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. 
visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. We are all on the journey together, making sense of this life, finding our spirituality, growing and evolving. As we travel through this world, Unity Magazine is your resource for gaining a deeper understanding of life. Unity Magazine is on the forefront of spiritual discovery, with articles and features from leading authors, teachers, and philosophers. Stimulate your thinking and strengthen your spirituality with Unity Magazine. Sample a free trial issue or subscribe today at unitymagazine.org. for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus and her guest. If you have a question or comment or experience with today's topic that you'd like to share, call us now at 888-55-UNITY. That's 888-558-6489. Call now or email us at spiritofrecovery at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Recovery. If you're just joining us, my name is Anne House. I'm your host, and our topic today is Shatterproof, Ending the Stigma of Addiction. And I'm talking with my guest, Holly Jefferson. Holly is the Communications Manager for Shatterproof. It's a national organization that's committed to the goals of reducing the stigma of addiction out of the shadows to encouraging effective prevention and treatment and encouraging effective community and family support resources. And you can visit shatterproof.org to learn much more detail about Shatterproof and also doubt about the Shatterproof challenge. Shatterproof is a 501c3 organization. It's a nonprofit. So um, before I get back to my conversation with Holly, I invite you to join me in a brief uh, moment, uh, three minute. And I invite you to relax. To allow yourself to pay attention to your breath. Share with me of life. I accept myself and know that all is well. Now we take a moment for the Serenity Minutes. for joining us for the Serenity Minute. And so now I'm back to my uh, conversation with my guest, Holly Jesperson. And again, Holly is the Communications Manager for Shatterproof.org. Um, so Holly, before the break, we were talking again about uh, ending that stigma and uh, looking towards... Uh, creating more uh, of, a, of an acceptance of people. And, and one term that you brought up in this process was the term evidence-based treatment. And um, uh, tell us a little bit about what that means in a way that just sort of the average person would know what that means. Okay, I will uh, take a step at this. Um, mm-hmm. My understanding is is really treatment that is backed up by by medicine, proves that it, it does work. There's been research behind it. So um, something more tangible than, um, and I think it goes also along with um, the programs that are already out there um, that 
are successful and have been proven to work for people. But I think now we're seeing more and more people, especially with the opiate addiction epidemic, um, that are needing medication-assisted therapy. So really um, giving people an opportunity to get the proper, appropriate medical treatment for addiction. And, um, and, and there's so much research that's been done that's sitting on shelves that needs funding and there needs to be trials and um, there's vaccines that are waiting to be made. And again, you know, I'm not a medical professional, but, um, you know, just from, from reading and reading the many articles that I read and, and listening to things, I mean, this is what I, what I understand and um, hope to see more of progress made in the next, hopefully, a few years that people can get mm-hmm. the treatment that they need. Mm-hmm. What's one of the biggest barriers to people getting effective addiction treatment? We know one of them is certainly stigma. What, what are some other things that uh, Shatterproof uh, works on? That, that What are some barriers that you're trying to get rid of? Um, right now, we're really putting our biggest effort into the stigma um, which is why we are doing the Shadowproof Challenge events across the country, and I don't mm-hmm. want to get into those yet. If, if you know, if you want to go back to talking about the um, some other areas, but that's that's one big thing that we are working on, um, and I would say that we're working on the most. In addition to advocacy campaigns for um, state level campaigns to get naloxone and Good Samaritan laws passed. Um, and prescribers being educated, which is another um, important tool. Um, just having right. doctors and those are drugs, they're anti-craving drugs, right? Naloxone and uh, no, naloxone is a is a is a, um, an antidote if someone is overdosing that can right. be administered mm-hmm. and um, and they can be brought back to life and it saves you know hundreds and thousands mm-hmm. of lives. So it's important that we get mm-hmm. those. Um, passed in their individual state uh, laws. So we're working right now in Florida, West Virginia, Kentucky, and Connecticut, and we will add more as we get more funding and raise right. more and money. Right, and that's what the what the police or the first responders can carry if there's somebody that's having an overdose event. Correct, correct, yes. Right. Yes, and also talk, would you talk a bit about, I, I guess they're calling it the Good Samaritan Law, because sometimes what happens is people will die from an opiate uh, opioid overdose because their friends don't want to call the first responders because exactly. they think, oh, we're all going to exactly. be in trouble. I've heard too many stories um, of people who have had children dropped off in parking lots of hospitals and they sadly have um, or have just been left in a, you know, a party at a house. And um, mm-hmm. people are too, these ki- you know, the kids are too afraid uh, that they're going to get in trouble. And with the cops, and so they unfortunately, you know, just leave a friend and let their friend die. You know, they certainly don't have that in mind. Um, they think their friend will be okay, but they're just terrified. And and once we get the Good Samaritan laws passed, we really need to educate the public that they exist and that you know and what it means. So um, mm-hmm. that's another thing that we're working on. But I, I would say our biggest mm-hmm. thing in addition to the advocacy efforts is the um, really working on ending the stigma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, tell us about the Shatterproof Challenge and how that got started and what's happening with that. Sure. Um, so the Shatterproof Challenge Repelling Series is made up this year. Last year we kicked it off with 14 repelling events in cities across the country. And this year we are doing 28 events across the country, and individuals or teams repel down the side of a building, and we decided to do repelling uh, because, as you know, there's many walks and runs and bike rides, and those are, these are all great. We wanted to do something a bit out of the box, and, um, you know, the thing with addiction is that the first step of getting help is really the hardest, and when you are doing the repelling events, the first the hardest part is really going over the edge, so taking that first step. So, um, and the other thing about repelling is that when people walk by and see someone 
propelling down a building in a crowd, they're going to stop and it starts the conversation. And that's what we are all about is starting the conversation and um, really working to end that stigma by getting people to talk. And uh, news crews come out and we get tons of media coverage. We had a repelling event today in Milwaukee and all of the um, affiliate stations showed up in the daily newspaper with, you know, with their camera crews. And we had a couple of radio DJs repel and we had a media partner. So that's, those are the kind of things that, and, and, you know, your show, it's like, it's getting people talking and that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. So um, what, when, tell a little bit about how you, how a person would find out about an event and if they wanted to repel, or also I think you can donate, like the Watson runs, right? You can donate to support a repeller. And tell us more, a little bit right. about that if people, if my listeners want so, to get involved in this. Um, the website is shatterproofchallenge.org. And uh, what we ask people to do is to raise a, a minimum of $1,000 to be able to repel. And so in raising that, you have a coach who helps you to um, reach out to your family and friends via email and social social media and um, and really getting the word out. So if you think about one person trying to raise $1,000, they're going to reach out to quite a few people. So they'll, they'll reach out to their, you know, all of their Facebook friends and their Twitter followers and their email list. And so that is spreading the word about addiction, about Chatterproof, and it's able to help us to... Um, raise the funds that we need to do the important work that we're doing in, um, in the advocacy efforts that we've started in prevention. Um, so uh, most people think, you know, raising $1,000, that's, that's really quite a task. Um, but you'd be surprised how quickly you get to $1,000 when you start sending out these emails and putting it on your social media. I participated in the Shatterproof Challenge last July, and I was able to uh, raise over $4,000 in a very short time. Um, you know, I shared my personal story and um, the Shatterproof mission, and people were incredibly moved and very generous. And you see, everyone has a story about addiction, as you know. They might not tell you about it, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, I get, I get quite a few emails and Facebook messages from family um, and from friends and friends of friends who know about um, what I do and um, my personal story, and they'll, they'll reach out and they'll tell me, you know, that they have someone struggling in their life and they want to donate, or what can they do and how can we, uh, how can they get that help for that person? So um, it's a really great conversation tool um, to participate in the Shutterproof Challenge and um, this year we have, you know, close to 30 events. I'm not sure how many we'll have next year, but our goal is to, to really continue these as well as add in, you know, walks and, and races. So um, for people who are, don't want to repel off a building, we will have other, other things for you to do down the road. So just um, stay tuned by signing up for our email newsletter on shatterproof.org. Great. That's fabulous. Well, I've got to ask you, Holly, when you repelled, what was it like? Mm. I was, I'm absolutely terrified of heights. So, um, but I felt that, you know, being in my role as communications manager wouldn't look good if I'm, you know, I'm talking to media all day long about um, the events if I had not participated myself. So I did the right thing. I signed up. I was terrified when I was on the roof. Um, How many stories up were you? Uh, almost 30, 27. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I had my uh, some family members on the bottom and friends. And um, it, it took me a while to get over the edge uh, because you, you're all harnessed in. And you know it's completely safe, but that doesn't help your, your mind. Um, but honestly, once I took that, once I finally just, you know, said a little prayer and took that first step um, and leaned back and started going, it felt awesome. And it was, it was one of the greatest things I've ever done in my life. And the, the feeling, the accomplishment, the emotion of 
of going down that building, knowing that I've, you know, what I've overcome and that I have all this incredible support and that I work for an incredible organization that's helping to change and, um, and continue this conversation. When I got to the bottom and I had one of my dear friends who surprised me with signs and, um, you know, everyone cheering me on, it was, it was really something. Um, not to mention, mm-hmm. everybody gets a great photo of themselves the moment they go over the edge. So that is so awesome to put on your Facebook profile picture. <laughs> that uh-huh. is for sure. Yeah, and, that's uh, wonderful. Go ahead. Yeah. So, and I, and you're going you're going down the building with two other people. Um, so I went down with a coworker and then someone else that I didn't meet until we got to the top of the building and. Uh, it's just, it's something. It's a great, you know, great view, and, um, and you really feel like you're, you're uh, doing something pretty unique. Not everyone can say they've repelled off a 27-story building. That's right. Yeah, what a, everything about doing that does just speak to recovery and to courage and, and uh, literally taking the first step, as you said. And, and yeah. And moving through that, and that empowerment of that, uh, mm-hmm. that whole uh, opportunity. And also, I think just trusting another person, you know. So, you know, oh, it, it, uh-huh. it, we're not good. At, we're not. We don't make the best decisions on our own, and so um, we all need community. We all need. We all need a spiritual connection. We all need something greater than ourselves to help us. So, I think it's um, you know, you're putting your trust in this, in in the people that are handling your safety and. Um, you have to be willing to, to take that first step, and you have to do that in um, in recovery as well. So That's right. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, um, congratulations for doing that. And, uh, Thank you. That's, that's great, and that's just fantastic. Um, and as, as you said a bit ago, if people want to find out for themselves, they can look on ChatterproofChallenge.org and find out where the events are going to be and, and uh, get engaged one way or the other if they want yes. to. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Yeah, great stuff. The other thing How I is, was going to um, mention go is, uh, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just going to say um, we have a really great blog on Shatterproof website, and I know that you have a lot of listeners who have a personal connection to addiction and recovery and might be in recovery and might be willing to share their story. And so I would encourage um, people to reach out to us at info at shatterproof.org if they would like to share their story. We're always um, looking for people to blog for us, and we would be happy to read your submissions. So just wanted to throw that out there if people wanted to um, participate in our blog. Fantastic. That's great. So they just go to shatterproof.org and find the blog and go from there? Um, so, yes, they can just go ahead. And, and there's information on how to contact us um, on our website, and they can contact us, and um, and we'll go from there. That sounds absolutely fabulous. Great we're also stuff. starting an ambassador program as well, and that's also on our website where people can find out how to get more involved with Shatterproof. Um, so mm-hmm. we have a take action section section on our website, and there's a tab called Be an Ambassador, and we uh, will be kicking that off in the fall. So that's that's another thing for people who would like to get involved and um, really spread the word about this national movement. That's wonderful. It's time for our second break. Um, we're going to take a break right now, but listeners, stay with us. My guest is Holly Jefferson. We're talking about shatterproof ending the stigma of addiction and uh we've just been hearing incredible things about shatterproof challenge and uh, you too can repel off a building or support somebody that's doing that so stay with us we'll be right back here on spirit of recovery Chris Michaels, host of Healing Your Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. 
In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth, a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. Ever notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Listening to Spirit of Recovery, the place where spirituality and recovery meet, with your host, Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D. And now, here's Anna. Welcome back to Spirit of Recovery. If you're just joining us, our topic today is Shatterproof, Ending the Stigma of Addiction. And uh, my guest is Holly Jesperson. She's the Communications Manager for Shatterproof, which is a national organization that is committed to uh, bringing addiction out of the shadows, reducing stigma, and supporting and encouraging effective prevention and treatment for people with the disease of addiction and their families. You can go to shatterproof.org to learn more about what is happening through this organization. So, Holly, what are some of the 2015 initiatives that Shatterproof has? What are you working on this year? We are working on, as I mentioned, increasing the number of state-level campaigns to pass legislation um, that reduce the number of deaths from overdose, such as Good Samaritan laws, expanding access to naloxone, and um, prescriber education. So we have already worked on passing some laws in West Virginia and Kentucky and Florida, and we are working on some, um, some things in Connecticut, and we will be adding additional states that need help with advocacy um, as we raise more funds. So um, mm-hmm. we will be doing that. Uh, we're also working on expanding the use of, um, of ESPER, which is a screening and intervention program for young adults to reduce the number of our young adults to develop the disease of addiction. Um, so we're working, um, we're partnered with the Conrad Hilton Foundation, um, Community Catalyst, and some others on that. Um, and we're working on developing it and then expanding the model nationally, so there'll be more details to come on that. Um, and if anyone is interested in getting um, updates occasionally from us, you just go to shadowproof.org and sign up for our newsletter. We will um, let you know as things roll out um, because we are in our second year now and there's a lot of exciting things going on. Um, we have, you know, some pretty... Uh, incredible goals that we would love to reach, but it's not going to happen overnight. So um, the other thing is really just working on um, reducing the stigma of addiction and raising um, funding for the prevention, treatment, and recovery of addiction. And we're doing that by hosting these Shadowproof Challenge events, um, engaging our participants, volunteers, donors, and sponsors, and... um, we have also done some partnerships with um, Major League Baseball, and that's helped to get our message out. So really just um, doing whatever we can to reach more people and um, reduce the stigma of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mm-hmm. 
Another thing that we're working on launching by the end of 2015 is a digital, an expanded digital resource center um, because so many mm -hmm. people have questions and we want to be the, a place that, you know, the one place where everything can be answered um, about addiction and recovery. Uh, we're also launching a shatterproof digital community in the next couple of weeks where uh, that will be a really interactive community site where people can, uh, where we will be sharing all of our blogs, where there'll be message boards, where people will have, you know, their network of friends and can communicate with other people who might be in the same area of the country or in, um, you know, for parents who have a child in active addiction or for people who are in, um, you know, long-term recovery. So all different things. Um, and finally, we have, um, we have a My Last Photo section of our website, which is a place for people to honor and memorialize people that have um, unfortunately lost the battle to addiction. And, um, you know, that's the kind of thing it's really hard for people to, to find the time when that is right, that they, they do want to memorialize them on our site. Um, but when they do, I think it's incredibly um, comforting for them to, to know that there's other people in their same situation and it's a place that um, people can really share the story of their loved one, which is, you know, so much more than their addiction and, and really share who they were. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, those are uh, wonderful goals. And there's, as you said, they're already, you know, making strides towards towards accomplishing those. And one thing that uh, Holly did with those goals and that uh, both with the ambassador program that you talked about a little moment ago here and the last mm -hmm. photo uh, section on your website, the opportunity to memorialize your loved ones if they have passed on due to this disease, is the family members. And, and obviously, as you told us, um, Shatterproof was started by Gary Mandel, who was um, the father of his and of his son Brian, who lost uh, his battle with addiction at the age of 25, and so, in what ways does Shatterproof touch family members? And do you have any stories um, about that that you could share with us about how y'all uh, touch family members? Certainly, um, you know, in my position, I'm fortunate to speak to family members every day that call and tell, you know, tell me their story, and I feel so privileged to, to hear their story and to, um, you know, hear their struggle and also rejoice in their um, in victory of their loved ones when they do find recovery. So, um, and, and especially being at our Shatterproof Challenge events, that's when you really hear some incredible stories. And just today we had a mom and son in Wisconsin and Milwaukee, repel together and go down the building together. And, you know, the son just got out of a long-term rehab facility, is living in a sober living home, and um, his mom has been so supportive of him. Um, and they were able to repel together and do this together. And things like that are just so amazing to me. And, um, and our founder, Gary, he is terrified of heights, and he last year did every single one of our Shatterproof Challenge events, and he um, did them mostly with friends of Brian throughout the country. He would um, repel with one of Brian's friends, and they had uh, T-shirts with Brian's photo on them, and um, just to see Gary and one of Brian's friends repelling together just, you know, it's just so incredibly moving. And so powerful for Gary mm -hmm. um, to be able to, um, to, to know that he's doing everything um, for Brian. And, um, and I, I never had the chance to meet Brian. Um, I've heard wonderful stories from his siblings and, and from Gary. And, um, you know, I keep him first and, and for, foremost in my mind because if it weren't for Brian, um, you know, unfortunately, and and for and for it's so sad for for me to know that I never did get to know Brian. Um, but you know, now Shatterproof is is really working to prevent 
more people um, from not having to, for, for, for more dads and moms and brothers and sisters and friends to not have to lose lions in their life. Right. What do you see happening, Holly, as, as you are talking with these family members and as you hear the stories um, from family members uh, that are engaged somehow with the Shadowproof Challenge? What's happening for families? What difference does it make for him, them to have an organization like Shadowproof? I think um, what I've heard is just being able to, to start to tell their story and to open up to people. And um, I've had, you know, families that are willing to speak to the media and tell their story to their local newspaper. And, and they've been, you know, really welcomed with incredible support. Um, Gary always tells a story when he presents to groups about how um, when Brian was battling addiction, there was another kid down the street in their town in Connecticut who was battling cancer, and everybody was rallying around this family whose child had cancer. And I'm not saying to downplay cancer, but, the, you know, the child, there were carpools and bake sales and um, car washes and all things like that. Um, and then just a couple streets away, Brian was, you know, in and out of rehab and filled with such shame. And, and people were not rallying around Brian's family. And um, it was not something talked about. And Gary felt like he was the only member of his community who was, had a son who was addicted. And, you know, when, after Brian passed away, people started talking to Gary and he would get phone calls. And he realized shortly that um, he was not alone. It was just that no one, no one was able to talk about it because of the stigma and the shame. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that um, really makes a big difference when you do know you're not the only one. And, um, yeah, when you can come out of that sense of isolation and, and realize, no, this is happening to a lot of people and it, we're not bad people and our child's not a bad child. There's something, you know, it's a disease or something we can do about it. It, you know, it will go how it goes. The course of it we cannot control, but... But we don't have to suffer alone. We don't. We don't at all. Absolutely. And we really feel that a well-funded, large-scale movement can really alter the course of this disease and save countless lives because it's worked for cancer, heart disease, diabetes, AIDS, and we really, you know, feel that it will work for addiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I know, too, you, as you go back to those diseases, that even those, um, they're maybe not as strong a stigma, but there was a stigma attached to those. People didn't absolutely, use it. They didn't absolutely. want to talk about cancer. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. and I think we've so had a lot a of pattern. the movement in the 80s. Right. What do you think is one of the big uh, takeaways from the AIDS movement that uh, can be helpful to the addiction advocacy movement? I think it's really in the power of numbers of people rallying together and um, I just, I really think we all have to work together. There's so many wonderful organizations out there um, working on addiction, and a lot of them are, um, you know, maybe a smaller organization, and I think we all really need to work together. Um, I know that um, I just heard about a big rally in that's coming up the first weekend of October, um, called Unite to Face Addiction, I believe, and um, Shatterproof will be there. And that event is really about getting all of these, all of these groups together in one place to make a, uh, a really powerful, um, have, raise our voices together. Mm-hmm. So I that's, think that's, yeah, that's, that's important. Fair. And I think just people telling, people telling their stories. And we are... Um, on this new community site that we'll be launching shortly, it is a place where people can share their stories. So um, for people who have family members online, yes, it's an online community that we'll launch. So, um, and, you know, we are stronger together. Right, creating those networks 
is for sure. Yeah, it really matters. It's exciting. It's an exciting time to be engaged in the recovery community because there's so much going on like that. Absolutely. And social media has, you know, um, say what you want about social media, but it's really, um, it has brought a lot of people together and it's allowing um, all of these wonderful organizations to share their mission and to get people talking. Right. And to connect people, which Absolutely. is most important because we all know that community is, is what matters and, and what really helps people who are in recovery. And um, we really all need to have a supportive community no matter what. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's certainly, that's actually evidence-based now. I think people have known yes. that many years and, and created it, but now actually there is um, research that shows that that's one of the things that one of the key factors that's essential in sustaining long-term recovery is to have Absolutely. supportive human community. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yep, it really matters. Yeah. And it might and it might not be your family because I unfortunately hear stories every day of people who, you know, their family doesn't support them and they don't see addiction as a disease, but they have managed to find a community of recovery and friends and um, people that really support them. So, um, you know, you have to... Yeah, you, you don't get to pick your family, but you can certainly pick your um, recovery community and people just stand by you. That's right. Holly, it's time for our uh, our program to come to an end here, but would you share with us a final word of wisdom? What would you like to leave us with? I would just like to say um, that we are shadowproof, we are stronger than addiction, and we can do this if we all come together as one And um, we have a long way to go, but we're all in it together. And we hope that you will join us on this um, journey together and come visit us at shatterproof.org. Thank you. And my guest, Holly Jesperson, the communications manager for Shatterproof. Thank you so much, Holly, for the work you're doing. Thanks for the work that Shatterproof's doing. Thanks to Gary Mandel for starting this and for all the many people that are involved. And thank you so much for being my guest today. You have brought us lots of uh, enthusiasm and uh, great hope for today and for the future. So thanks for being my guest. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much. Thank you all for listening. Glad you joined us today. Stay with us. We'll be right back next week on Spirit of Recovery. God bless. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Recovery with Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., and her guests. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time for down-to-earth ideas about keeping spirituality at the heart of your recovery. This program is brought to you in part by Soul Matters Ministry, committed to bringing light to the soul. Online at soulmatters-spiritworks.org. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. 
Consider these inspirational thoughts from the quest for prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course, because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 